0: This is Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about growing the reputation and thought leadership of professionals. Here to speak with me about the topic is Ray Carbonell, who is the CEO of Canary, an award-winning reputation management solution company for professionals, brands, and enterprises. Before joining Canary, Ray held multiple analyst positions in private equity, venture capital, and investment consulting firms, and run the operations, e-commerce, and finance department at a leading Spanish food company based in Chicago. Ray, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Stefan. Ray when I when I read your LinkedIn profile it says you were employee number one at Canary what made you leave the financial sector and join a startup in New York
1: uh, you know what this is a great question I um, you know I was working as the lead analyst of uh, like that uh, uh, for kind of a Canary's angel investor and I was going through the initial business model and, uh, and the idea of Kind of like working on developing your own personal social media profile, and you know, finding ways to unlock the benefits of it was something that truly caught my attention. Uh, I saw there was potential in terms of um, doing something that was unique and that was new to the market. I truly didn't know where that would lead, what type of benefits were the company would shape, but I saw that there was a big market for it. There was market was untapped, and um, and uh, and I wanted to be, you know, uh, a part of the people that would shape the future of it. So that's what made me want to. Obviously, I, you know, I approved the investment on behalf of my of my boss in a way. But then I decided to leave and join Ben Breen at Star Canary.
0: Interesting. So obviously, Canary helps uh, individuals with reputation management, but. What does that mean, reputation management for individuals? And how is it different to establishing one's thought leadership? That's a great question. So if we take a look at, okay, what does reputation
1: management mean? Kind of like the traditional sense of reputation management always has a very negative connotation, right? It sounds like it means like, okay, like you have to have a problem or something to be fixed on the Google search results in order to take action and to up- execute on some of the best SEO tactics in order to push down unwanted comments, right? Mm-hmm. Our approach is different. Our approach is, hey, there is tremendous opportunity in social media and across digital communication platforms. And you don't have to have a problem in order to see a benefit, right? So for us, building for leadership, and I would add authentic thought leadership means taking a much more proactive approach to social media and wanting to unlock the true benefits from not only sharing your expertise, but also developing relationships across platforms where you know your audience is going to be most active in a a natural or in an authentic way. You know people are going to go to LinkedIn. You know people are going to go to Instagram, Twitter, right? Because that's, that's what they have on their phones. That's how they gather information. That's how they communicate with their peers. That's how they look for jobs. That's how they you know, that's how they try to see what their executives that they look up to or their celebrities do. So we wanna make sure, we, we understand that that's their natural habitat and we find that there's tremendous value of sharing your point of view, your expertise, developing relationships in these platforms. And, and we find that the, the, the benefits for the executives and the companies
0: are, 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 are significant. So, Canary was founded in 2012, um, I think. So, when, when you founded Canary with Ben Breen, people weren't really talking about reputation management for individuals. Obviously, reputation management for companies is something that we've talked about for a longer period of time. But back then, for individuals, it wasn't really a service that people probably were looking for. How did you go about in winning your first clients?
1: Oh that's that's uh that's a great question. I mean there's um when we first started you and you're absolutely right only very forward-thinking executives had the ability to see the opportunities behind developing self leadership in social media platforms um the initial response that we would get from companies was, oh, if I invest in my executives, if I develop their social media brand, et cetera, they will get noticed, and then somebody will make them an offer, and then they will leave, right? Or why do I need my executives to speak on behalf of the company if I already have brands or a logo speaking? Mm -hmm. But the reality is, you know, we've been able to prove them wrong. Um, getting our first client was, well, was, was, was complicated. Um, I believe was the, at the time, was the chief media and e-commerce officer at Mondelez Boninbao, who is one of the most kind of like forward-thinking digital executives, you know, of, of, of the last probably like decade. And he gave us a shot and he's been, to date, one of the greatest case studies that we've had. And he's been a great advocate for, for Canary. But, um, but yeah, it's been, you know, the first three, four years was, was a battle for us. Um, you know, trying, trying to change mindset is always complicated, but we found, so uh, ever since, probably since 2016, kind of like the market caught up to our vision and it's been quite successful ever since. Uh, we, ever, uh, every time we talk about what we do, executives uh, it becomes a no-brainer so uh so i think you know, like identifying the right executive especially forward-thinking visual executives at the beginning was key to our success getting g- really good case studies and then patience patience and, and the belief that the market would
0: would meet our vision uh, and it's been a great adventure ever since. what does canary do what what how does it help professionals to, uh, to manage, increase their reputation and their thought leadership.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So let me start with what we do and how we work with, with executives. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then I can go over the, the benefits, more like tangible benefits that our executive mm-hmm. clients sure. are experience. So in terms of what Canary does is we're basically a technology-enabled solution that manages the day-to-day social media activity of executives. Our goal is, let's make sure that we work closely with executives and we're able to build their digital thought leadership in an authentic way, right? And what does it mean? So first of all, we go ahead and we build, optimize, and rephrase their social media profiles, right? We make sure that their story is properly captured on that LinkedIn profile, on that Twitter profile, Medium, Facebook, etc. This is number one. Number two, We create weekly content for each one of our executives, content that is very much purposefully created in order to position our executives as experts in two to three areas of expertise that we have collectively identified. They are relevant, are close to our executive clients, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be transformational leadership. It can be AI, it can be, you know, SEO, Edetra, right. So we try to identify two to three pillars and we make sure that the content that we create is aligned, you know, and is purposely created to achieve that that goal. Right. And mm-hmm. this is content that we share, we create every week for our clients. So we find on social media, you know, the value of a LinkedIn post of a tweet is not, you know, there's like one post that is going to be vital and is going to change your 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 career forever, right? Is that consistent consistency and cadence of content. You know, we usually create five tweets a week and three LinkedIn posts per week, right? And that that consistency to be in front of your audience's feeds, you know, day in, day out, that will help you build that thought leadership, be top of mind. Then what we also do is we create long form content, blogs, video blogs, infographics, and then we also help our executives grow their audience and monitor for comments. And we find that that consistency of delivering this is what's going to help them become known as industry experts. And this is what we do for our executives, clients, you know? And what Mm -hmm. we find is one of the reasons why we're relevant for them is because while executives understand that this is critical, you know, nowadays, you know, for business and to advance on their careers and their business goals, what, what happens is nobody has time to do it right? So our solution yeah. is able to do that on their behalf. And this is, and this is kind, of like, kind of like the core of, of what we do. And in terms of benefits, um, at, at core, I mean, what, what our thesis and what we believe is like company stakeholders, especially if you look at millennials and Gen Zers, you know, they don't usually engage with organizations the same way that, that they use you, that mm-hmm. they used to. You know, they care so much about the brand they support, they engage and they work for. And they want to have a very close relationship, sort of like a special connection. Uh, you know, they wanna feel uh, you know, they wanna feel they're close to, to that company. And the best way for organizations to be able to get to that level of, of proximity and connection with their stakeholders is by actually putting their executives in the forefront of that conversation. Right, we find mm-hmm. that by doing that, you are actually able to develop a level of trust and engagement that you will not be able to do that if if the if the entity that it's speaking is a logo or a brand. Right, we find yeah. that engaged um, content that is being shared by executives generate eight times higher engagement than content shared by by brands themselves, and we find that this is really important, especially in a day and age where we find that there's a huge Inter, intergenerational gap between uh, the leaders of today and the leaders of tomorrow. And we find that by activating the leaders of today on social media, we're actually able to bridge that gap and ease that, that you know, and facilitate that communication, that connection. And Interesting. Then if we, yeah. And then if, if you think that, you know, what are the tactical benefits, you know, not only building for leadership uh, developing a, a professional brands but companies you know you use their executive social media activity for in order to improve employee engagement employee retention, mm-hmm. change kind of like uh, shift the perception of the of the company, especially if you want to break into specific audiences into a specific set of stakeholders that otherwise you would not be able to do it with the, with the company itself. from a business development perspective there are a lot of tactical kind of like benefits that organizations would use their executives and would hire canary in order to achieve
0: you know certain results. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Before we dive deeper into this let's let's kind of frame when we talk about reputation what does that mean and, and what's the difference to thought leadership from your perspective?
1: Yes absolutely, absolutely thank you. So reputation the
2: way we understand it tends to have somehow of a negative connotation right mm-hmm. um while the term is broad you know in the industry is very much used you know for you know protecting somebody's somebody's google search results right mm-hmm. to make sure that if there's any negative story any negative comment or conversation about you you are protected and and nobody will see you right mm-hmm we have we have done that in the past um, you know especially the beginning when the idea of executive thought leadership was not as you know well received by mm-hmm. by kind of like by, by the market but uh, the difference is with thought leadership you know what we say is you don't have to have a problem in order to be active mm-hmm. on social media yeah. right you know use you take a much more proactive, a much more, you know, play offense, not defense. So this is what for us executive thought leadership, you know, means and why it's important, you know, take advantage of these, you know, like new age digital platforms in order to develop a presence, build an audience and benefit from the consequences of talking at scale with an audience that is interested in what you have to say. And not Mm -hmm. only you will benefit as an individual, as an executive, as a professional, but also the positive echo that it's going to have, you know, towards your companies is is incredible. And this is what thought leadership and and, and why we strongly believe
0: that this is the, the way to go forward. So obviously, you know, reputation and thought leadership for companies is something that that, that has been talked about and is, is, is has been existing for a very long period of time. Why, in addition to what you said earlier, for companies to use solutions like Canary to to keep their people? Um, but why would an individual, a professional, be interested in raising their profile, creating a better reputation, better and thought leadership? Why would an executive itself? Yeah. Yeah, because earlier you talked about more from a company perspective, why a company would invest in Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, building a reputation. Um, For an individual, why would they be interested in doing that?
2: No, absolutely. So I think that kind of like the same benefits that it has to companies, it has to, to, to professionals themselves. I think that the power of having a strong and engaged network the power mm-hmm. of being known as an expert um, is, 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 is significant. And, um, and just, you know, not only professionally opening up to new opportunities uh, to advance your own career, but in order to, mm-hmm. once you're a company, to actually be able to deliver, you know, uh, on your KPIs, or on your business objectives, because you're able to much more easily you know, reach out to potential partners or clients, be able to recruit talent that will help you, you know, outperform your competition. Um, It also helps you from a traditional PR perspective. The more Mm -hmm. out there Mm -hmm. you are, the more you are able to develop your thought leadership presence across Mm -hmm. digital platforms, the more speaking opportunities you're going to have, right? The more chances you will get to get quoted on media and on press, so i would say it goes hand in hand but uh, but this is what i would uh, you know say when it comes down to executive uh, reputation you know for the benefits for the specific individuals
0: so you mentioned earlier that obviously canari helps with reshaping the linkedin profile probably also other social profiles an individual has mm-hmm. then creating content so fresh new content probably also re or using articles that are available online so other publications and posting them. From your perspective, what other areas can individuals individuals do in order to increase their reputation and thought leadership?
2: Yes, so so that's a great question. So exactly what I said from profiles, kind of like short form content, long form content. I think it's just stepping back is understanding uh, the industry and the overall goals of executives. Mm-hmm. And then, first of all, is assessing what are the right platforms for them to be, right? Our default platforms are LinkedIn and Twitter. You know, we, mm-hmm. we also find that medium from a long-form content is very popular. We drive a lot of engagement for our clients. YouTube video content is very popular. Um, it's much more time-consuming for some of our clients. But we find that, you know, not only, you know, uh, that we are able to get, a lot of visibility and awareness to, through YouTube. So I would say, you know, one of the areas it would be kind of like video blog, but not very professionally done video blogs. We want to make sure that all the content that we put out for our executives is authentic. So we kind of we, we try to make it um, a little bit kind of like le- less on the professional side, but much more natural coming from from mm-hmm. them. We also find, depending on the industry. Uh, If it's an industry that is very much close to the travel industry or, you know, like design, architecture, you know, um, et cetera, we find that Instagram and Pinterest are are still very relevant. Um, Mm -hmm. One area that we also find extremely valuable for thought leadership are infographics and quote cards. We -hmm. find that this type of content that we produce for our executive clients, like really drive engagement and interactions, it's so easy to capture kind of like the message from an image that it, it really kind of like causes a strong kind of like reaction and engagement for our audience. And then the two other areas that I, would, that I always advocate for to all our executives, and this one is very important, is try to bring everything that you do offline, bring mm-hmm. it online, right? So to all our executives, you say, hey, if you're traveling, you know, for business, or if you are meeting with your team, if you are, you know, if, if you're at a conference, right, take photos, mm-hmm. and then you can either put, uh, post them yourself or send it to us, and then we can post it on, on their behalf, because what we find is all these, like, photos taken by the executives are celebrating the team, you know, talking about conferences that they are attending, you know, talking about their travels, you know, all over the world, we find that that really kind of like captures the imagination of, of the audience and also, you know, is able to make a very unique, very personal connection. And that also drives a lot of engagement. No, and the, the last uh, piece that I would also suggest is engaging with those that interact with you on social media. So mm-hmm. everyone that comments on a LinkedIn post, you know, at least like that comment or say thank you, right? Or an emoji. Acknowledge that interaction. Why? For two reasons. One is you want to make sure that people who engage with you once engage with you more than once in the future. So you're opening up to your audience that they are welcome to interact with you. And two, especially on on LinkedIn, what we often find is that through their algorithm, we are if we are able to start engaging with our comments, that makes that post much more time sensitive and becomes timeless. So we see an, a huge boost on impressions and overall engagement. So that's something that we strongly recommend anybody that engages with you, with your content, acknowledge and interact back. You know, we see that there's an, an exponential boost on your engagement. You know, moving forward.
0: A second ago, you said when, when, you, when you talked about video content that you're not trying to make it too polished, but that it feels more mm-hmm. natural done by that individual. Is that something that from, 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 your, from your experiments, from applying what you do to many people, that you have learned that things that people share uh, in their network doesn't have to be polished? It might actually be seen more negatively than positively?
2: I, I wouldn't say it's perceived more negatively, but what we find is authenticity mm-hmm. is capital. you know, okay. And uh, we want to make sure that all the content that, that we put out on behalf of our executives has that perception because it is, because that's, these are, th- are pieces of content that we work with our executives, that our executives review and they are participants on it. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that the audience understand that there hasn't been, you know, like a million dollar video production behind it, and that yeah. all of a sudden it's it, 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 it being basically done, you know, on, on beh- from the big kind of like agency and communications department that is done by them at a much more smaller case, and that is the executives trying to transmit something that they are passionate about to their audience without no specific agenda.
0: After you, you kind of explain what you do, I'm, I'm wondering, mm-hmm. How do you see the difference between the reputation management for a company and for professionals? Um, companies, obviously, they, if they have a good social media approach, they will do posts several times a day or at least once a day, several times a week, blog posts and, and, and other, other articles. Is that so much different to what you do for professionals? Um, and if it is different, how it is different?
2: So it is, but it, and, it, and it is, and I think the logic and the thinking and the strategy is fairly similar, but the scale and the cadence of content is, is different. And, and and so, and let me explain this a little bit better. So, what we find is, uh, and, and number one is, an executive needs to be active and uh, with, uh, with the thesis that it's an authentic voice, right? So we know that somebody who is busy just won't be posting 10 tweets a week, right? Yeah. So we always look, but what is that perfect kind of like mix of, you know, like enough content where, you know, we can take advantage of these digital platforms and make the most out of it with, you know, the, the, ma- the right amount of content that will be natural for each one of our executives. This is number one. And number two is the scale of, you know, of, of the audience. So what we find is companies and from the experience that we've had with some of our clients, you know, like organizations, they use their brand to talk to basically their entire set of stakeholders, right? Mm-hmm. From consumers, if they're B2C, to investors, to employees, to vendors, partners, you know, etc. They use the brand to talk to Everyone. What we do is we get a, like a subset of executives, and we say, "Okay, you, Mister CFO, right? You have a specific set of stakeholders that you are accountable for, right, or that you report to. So you will talk to this set of stakeholders. You, Mister CMO, you have this set of stakeholders, both internal and external. So we, well, uh, or you know how we look at executives, each one of them." plays an individual role in within a holistic communications approach to a company. So, um, so we are able to have a much more intentional, a much more direct relationship with the audience, whereas a brand as a whole you know, just, just shoots for, for, for the masses. Uh, and, and, and what's left behind are these like, meaningful interaction, interactions <laughs> that we're able to achieve by activating the executives.
0: So for someone, who, for someone who wants to get started to take a more proactive approach to shaping their reputation and, and, and kind of creating thought leadership, um, if they're not ready to, to, to kind of sign on with Canary, what would you recommend? Where, where should they start and how much time should they kind of invest um, on a weekly basis at the, or with the activities that they should do?
1: So
2: so if somebody was interested in in doing so without hiring a company like ours, uh, so what I would, the first thing that I would always tell them is, you know, spend a couple hours, a few hours, and just go through your LinkedIn and Twitter profile, especially on your LinkedIn, because it has much more detailed information about you and about your professional career and about Mm -hmm. your history. So this is number one. Just make sure that, static profile is accurate, is crisp, is modern, uh, and it represents you the right way. You know, because at least what you are making sure of is that whenever you go to a meeting or you go to a networking event or you go to a job interview and you give your business card, that person is going to look you up online, right? Mm -hmm. Either on Google or they will go on LinkedIn and they will want to connect with you or you will want to connect with that person, right? So just make sure that that first impression is meaningful and you're able to to really impress that person, right? So -hmm. this is number one, and this is a must thing to do for everyone. The second piece is just share a little bit of content every week, you know? Even if it's just a link, like a post per week or once every couple of weeks, but just, you know, start to develop a history of of of, of content, of point of views that, that matters because that's also on your profile. People can read about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And also in parallel, just be mindful that whoever you meet in real life, if you will, then you can actually make a match. You can connect with that person online and make sure that that relationship can last much longer and you have the power to curate that relationship moving forward. So first of all, build that static profile, make sure that's good. And second of all, just start create content little by little, you know, don't, don't go from zero to a thousand, um, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have that much time, but then always be, thinking whoever you meet in real life try to make that connection online and then you know be mindful about curating it because you never know when you know an opportunity might come through it
0: that's a good advice how important are the the descriptions to your job these days from your perspective so is it is it important that someone kind of outlines what they do at a company and and, and what they achieved and what they worked on or from your experience do you say you know what if you have a short paragraph there that, that's pretty much all you need
1: that's a great question so
2: we we like to advocate a little bit of i would, I would say both um, mm-hmm. we don't want to over over kind of like over communicate all the little like kind of like achievements that you've had certainly mm-hmm. you know communicate you know if you're in business development kind of like revenue hitting your quota etc you know exactly what potential recruits you know might be looking for mm-hmm. but just be smart just pick the 2 3 the most like data points that you think are going to be the ones that will represent you the best and that will help you tell your own story of you are an excellent professional but don't try to go too deep because you will lose the essence of you will lose the essence of kind of like what you're trying to communicate of your achievements because there will, be, there will be too much information there. We are also very passionate about making sure that whenever you write a summary on your LinkedIn or even on your job description, for instance, try not to do it as bullet points. Just try to write it as if it was your own value. Make it easy um, to digest. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and also extremely important, if there are articles, third-party articles, you know, where you're mentioned, where mm-hmm. the word that you've done is being mentioned, please add that onto your profiles or onto your resume. Why? Because um, we wanna make sure that if somebody else can validate what you're telling about yourself, it's just mm-hmm. gonna make your profile that much
0: more credible. From social profile perspective, LinkedIn, obviously, is kind of the business network that mm-hmm. every professional should be on. Hence, posting and communicating on that social network um, is, is, is paramount. What other networks should people consider to engage with and, and share information on? Um, are there any? Is Facebook relevant? Is Instagram relevant?
2: So the other platforms that we see kind of like popping up Uh, and and what I would say, like the first one that I feel is relevant for all of our executives is Twitter. Uh, Mm -hmm. That one's very important. Maybe you won't have that much of a small curated audience that you have on LinkedIn that is so professional focused, but the way we see Twitter is, you know, is the place where all journalists, media, kind of like event goers will go. In order to gather information, you know, kind of like engage with people and quote, right? We also see Twitter a little bit as a cocktail party where there's a lot of people, there's a lot of noise and you have to be there. You need to interact with them, but maybe you won't get that kind kind of like love at first sight, like meaningful connection, right? But people will notice you there. And that's why it's so important. Now, I think I mentioned that before. Medium is important from a long-form content perspective, especially executives in, in the tech space, um, in the venture capital space, in the advertising space. Very important. There's a very strong and engaging audience there. And then depending on the industry, um, Pinterest uh, tends to be popular for like the travel industry, design, uh, kind of like fashion uh, industry, Instagram it starts to become important for, for executives. The biggest challenge that we find with Instagram is we need the contribution of our of, of executives um, with their own photos in order to make it meaningful and authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can now, if you're an executive and you're committed to taking photos and having your life be somehow public, then mm-hmm. we strongly recommend Instagram because we feel that Instagram is going to become as important as Twitter is in the next couple of years from an executive thought leadership. And whoever makes the first move right now is probably going to have a huge advantage down the line. And then YouTube from a video hosting, you know, it's a huge search engine and, uh, and it just gets that much more awareness. So these are the platforms. Uh, but, you know, like what I would say is like the top two Twitter, LinkedIn are the ones that are imperative for anybody wanting to develop their digital thought leadership.
0: How, how important is it to seek out speaking engagements if someone really wants to advance their thought leadership? It's certainly
2: important, um, mostly because it just gives this extra validation, you know, for mm-hmm. you and uh, it, it gets you much closer to an audience. But in order to achieve the results that you want to achieve as a professional and also as a business by activating your executives and position them as industry thought leaders, the, the, the scale of speaking at a conference, you know, uh, except if you go to like the biggest conferences where you get to speak in front of like thousands of, of individuals, you know, mm-hmm. it really doesn't have that much more of an impact. It it does help, but uh, there's only so so many that can actually achieve that versus uh, just being uh, on social media and just being able to curate and grow your own audience.
0: Right. Thank you so much for the information you shared. It's been really great to hear how how this entire area has has kind of developed and, and what people should do these days to make sure that not only the company they work for, but also they individually raise their own profile um, and therefore are seen within the industry, but also within the company that w- they work for as an expert um, has progressed. Ray, if, if someone wants to find out more about you and Canary, how can they get in touch?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you can always go to the Canary website, canaryqnary.com. Um, one thing that we like to offer to those who are interested is a free analysis of their digital presence. So, you know, they can, you know, anybody can always go to our website and request that and connect with us. Then, you know, you can also kind of connect with me on LinkedIn, Ray Carbonell on LinkedIn. You should be able to find me or you can always shoot me an email at Ray at Canary.com.
0: Wonderful. Again, thank you so much uh, for,